You're listening to the One Day at a Time podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Logue. My purpose is to help as many people as I can break out of negativity and poverty so they can live a life by their own design. This podcast is designed to show you exactly what it fucking takes to be successful and get what you fucking deserve. There's no fluff, no bullshit, just real people who turned a negative into a positive by taking life one day at a time. I've seen the good, I've seen the bad, I've thought about days I couldn't get back, I couldn't even realize, until I started taking life one day at a time. Used to let them tell me no, 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 but I don't let them tell me no, no, no. I took back control, made my life mine, let me teach you how to do the same thing. Hey, what's up, ODAT Nation? Super excited to have my friend Austin Linney on the podcast with us today. Hey, Austin, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. Oh, man, thanks for having me. Truly appreciate it. Yeah, man, I think you have a tremendous story, and I'm really excited to have you share it with the the audience here today. Uh, So for people who don't know, uh, who is Austin Linney? You know, he's a guy who's been through hell and back a couple times. Um, You know, my joke is that, you know, sometimes when you blow up your life, it's super easy because you get to leave all the pieces behind. So, you know, that being said, you know, when I was 17 years old, my parents came to me and, and said they were getting divorced. And then I proceeded to blame myself for that divorce and which spiraled into alcohol addiction and a drug addiction, uh, meth and cocaine for a couple of years, wound up briefly homeless, um, you know, working construction, kind of trying to get my life back on track, sleeping in a closet and then proceeded to beat the you know, stopped doing the hard drugs, but then proceeded to abuse alcohol for 20 plus years. So been sober for four and a half years. I've lost 80 pounds and, you know, my whole life has changed since I made a choice that, uh, you know, it's interesting. A lot of people, especially in my business, which is coaching, Mm -hmm. they're not hurting enough to change Mm. or they're making enough money to not really do the big change. Right. Uh, but you have to understand as a human being, there's gotta be better. There's mm. gotta be great. Like I I had a buddy the other day, I interviewed on the podcast and he said, he's like 37. He said, you know, my whole life I've done good work. Now I only want to do great work. Mm, that's good. And it was like, yes, like that's it. Like, we get the car, we get the boat, we get the truck, we get the house, we get everything. And we think this is, that's good enough. But what you have to understand, especially in the entrepreneurship game is the, 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 the business sector, the, the business, the, the market, it's always changing. Right. And so if you don't change with it, you're going to get right out of business, no matter how good your last year was or the year before that. Uh, you know, my joke is there's too many people uh, living off their high school football trophies. Hmm. Yeah, that's real, man. Unfortunately. Yeah. So what was, what was the big shift for you? I mean, I did 70, 20 years, you're struggling with everything. It sounds like even longer. Um, what was the shift for you to decide to finally make the change and say enough's enough? I joined a mastermind with a lot of people that were like, had way more real estate than me, you know, multiple businesses. Mm -hmm. And there was a couple guys in there that were 19, 13 months and 20 months sober. And I know it sounds, I know it sounds absolutely ridiculous to say, but it was the first time in my life I seen successful guys that, that were sober. Mm. And it was like, it was like staring me in the face. And I was like, Oh my God, there is a way. And they said to me, like, if you ever thought about this, give it a shot. And it was kind of like the the push I needed. And then when I finally did stop drinking, 
I made a promise to myself. It was the same promise I made to myself with the weight loss part. Mm -hmm. I said, if you feel good, like if you, if it feels good, then just keep chasing that. Just don't mm -hmm. worry about the numbers. Don't worry about how many days you've been sober. Don't worry about what it says on the scale. Just chase that feeling. And here we are four and a half years later and I'm still chasing the feeling and I, and I haven't cared about a scale or anything like that. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things that people don't talk about is when you're trying to make a big shift, let's say a weight loss or alcohol addiction, sometimes your mind isn't strong enough to handle the scale. Right. Sometimes your mind isn't strong enough to walk in that bar. Mm. So don't put yourself in those situations where you're going to, you're going to trip yourself up and self-sabotage. Make sure you set yourself up to success. Mm. That's good. So can you elaborate on that a bit more? I, I like that a lot you know, so as far as chasing the feeling. Cause I mean, I feel like sometimes yeah. you can chase the bad feeling too, cause you're kind of looking for well, that short term relief. You know? Yeah. The, the number, the number one issue, if anybody, if anybody studies addiction or mistakes or like whatever thing, mm -hmm. it's not the one mistake that gets you. It's the one, two, three, the spiral downhill. Mm -hmm. It's not the one bad day that gets you. It's that you turn the one bad day into, I didn't work out the next day. So on and so on. Right. So I said to myself, self your entire fucking life you've stopped and started 70 bajillion things and you have mm -hmm. no confidence in yourself so i said here's the rule if you decide to start something you finish it mm -hmm. that's the rule so consistency over everything right and so i made a promise to myself i'm not going to care about how long i'm in the gym i'm just going to go to the gym i'm not going to care about how much i'm benching i'm just going to go to the gym Right. And so what would a healthy person do? A healthy person would work out every day, whether that's walking, gym, biking, whatever. And I started cycling and I started really getting into cycling because for a type A personality, you can never win at cycling. Mm -hmm. You can always go faster. You can always go longer. And I was literally got to a point where I was cycling 20 miles a day every morning before work. Wow. And I loved it. I went from my house down to, from uh, South South town in San Antonio Mm -hmm. down the river walk all the way to the other airport, turn around and then go all the way back. And I just did it every day. Mm. And then I went and did a race where uh, I'd never done a race before. And I was getting really cocky. And the one I signed up for was like 13 miles. I was like, Oh, that's so easy. Let me sign up for this other one. And I, I guess I, for, I didn't pay attention. Mm -hmm. And it was like 43 miles up like mountains and, sh and shit. And let me tell you something. My, my business partner still to this day does not, he's still mad at me for signing us up for this yeah. thing, but, but it was so hard. Mm. It was so like, it was so hard, but I did it. That's awesome. And when I, and when I did it and uh, like, literally I went through the last three checkpoints because I wanted to be done so bad that I didn't even want to stop. Mm -hmm. uh, and, but it was that feeling of accomplishing, starting and stopping something. And it really opened up the door for me to feel like I could do anything I wanted to do. Mm. And so what my belief is very simple. You think that you're all in, or you think that you've challenged yourself enough, or you've maxed out that W2 job. I really doubt you have. Mm. And so you, sometimes you have to press against what you think is the normal, which I call chasing the edges. Mm -hmm. Like, we have to chase those edges of how much we can handle and what we could do. And maybe sometimes you blow it up and it doesn't work, but at least you know that you can go that much farther. And then for me, it's just keeping the promises to myself. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah I think it's huge. Just keeping the promises you make and living in integrity. is just a game changer. But yeah, I really loved how you said, yeah, you know, you told yourself, if I'm going to start something, I'm going to finish it. Is that kind of what was going through your head when you're doing that race? 
Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, there's there's no ch- <laughs> there's no chance that I was gonna not you know walk back or anything. Like I was gonna die out on that course. Yeah. I'm not saying this is the way you need to live, but I made a choice that I was gonna show up for something, right? And it's the same attitude I took into 75 hard. Mm-hmm. Like you're gonna do this, you're, you're gonna you're gonna get it done. And 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 one of the things you know, the title of your podcast, and I just finished Ed Milet's book this morning, mm-hmm. which is very poignant. Too many times, like there's so many things to do, right? I have 50 meetings this week, right? If I looked at my schedule, I'd get very, you know, like, oh my God, I get overwhelmed. We're trying to close real estate deals. We're doing this, but it's like, let's just get through the meeting. Mm -hmm. And then there's another meeting. And then there's this and this and this and this, this. And I think too many people psych themselves out, right? Uh, I learned this from my father. Uh, Hey man, these are little tricks that people work on. I don't look at my next day schedule until the day of. Mm. Because I, I don't want to look at it and go, now I might have made that a week ago or the day before, mm-hmm. but I don't want to look at it because there might be uh, you know, a meeting that I might get stressed about, or there might be something that I don't have the answer to. But but my philosophy is like just deal with what's in front of you mm-hmm. and then you can you can, you know, you can accomplish it so much easier. It's that it's that we're worried about this is the thing that's interesting. We're so much worried about the thing that we have to do in two weeks that we stress about it for two weeks. How much bandwidth is it taking up of your head that you can't focus on other things because you're so stressed out? That conversation you don't want to have, that business deal you don't want to deal, that business partner you got to deal with. For example, we just signed the paperwork to get out of a business partnership that was not serving anybody. And there's no chance I thought this was going to happen. And it's been a terrible three months, but we're done. And the only way that we got here is that we made the tough decision to not keep our mouths shut you know, any longer because it doesn't serve us. Mm. And sometimes it's those decisions that we don't want to have those conversations and we just push them off, push them off. But it's, it's keeping mental real estate cooped up in your mind. That's big, man. Yeah, it's super important. So how did you, how did you first get into real estate and how did you start your entrepreneurial journey rather? Let's start there. You know, my dad's a doctor mm. and uh, I hated everything about that doctor, you know, nine years of college, like, Oh my God, yeah. I, I, I dropped out. I dropped out of college three times. Mm-hmm. You tell me I got to go to college for nine more years. Get out of here. You know, yeah. I don't want no chance. And so when I was seven, this is a true story. I know it's the same story that everybody else tells, but a true mm-hmm. story. I was at a, a friend's house. His dad owned two businesses and at 17 years old. He tapped me on the shoulder and he said, Hey, I think you should read this book and report back to me. Yeah. And that book was rich dad, poor dad. Mm-hmm. And so I read it in like three days. And I was like, holy, you know what he is. He was saying that being a doctor and a lawyer is not great because you, they still own your time. And mm-hmm. that's when the, the aha moment went on that, like, I'm going to do this. I don't know how. And it, yes, it took me seven years to put into action, but mm-hmm. it was really the genesis to how I got started. And so when we finally bought our first house, uh, I was working 80 hours a week, uh, we weren't there a lot. And so I said, what would happen if I rented out one of the rooms? Mm-hmm. And so I rented out one of the rooms on an air mattress. Like I was, a, I was the traditional straight up gangster in Airbnb, like an actual air mattress. And then we, then we moved up to a trundle bed. We got fancy, right? Airbnb trundle bed. And then I was like, what would happen if we rented out the whole house? And so we rented out the whole house. We made like 15 grand in like six months doing it off and on. And I was like, I think we have something here. And then, so I opened it up for the entire year on the whole house. And then I bought another one with a partner. And then I bought another one across the street and we wound up doing 113 grand gross that year. That's awesome. And that was, 
And that was the aha moment to me. Now, now mm-hmm. I was still working two jobs. Yeah. I was still cleaning everything, but it was like, we did like, um, during final four, uh, I was near the convention center. We mm-hmm. did like 21,000 in one week. And I was in like, I pardon me one month. And yeah. I was like, Oh my, this is, this is amazing. Like I made like 30 grand this month and like with my job and everything. Mm-hmm. And that was like when I took off and then from that mastermind, I joined, a business partnership with two gentlemen where we started doing co-hosting across the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we wound up doing 27 properties in seven States in six months. And so that blew up. And and then that kind of snowballed into where we are now, which is with a different partnership, my own company, mm-hmm. but we have, uh, we have like 12 businesses that we run. Um, I'm CEO of a couple and then the rest have CEOs. But one of those businesses is we buy, uh, hotels, mm-hmm. uh, boutique hotels. And then we, we, uh, have luxury Airbnbs. And, and so, you know, I've been in this space for a really long time, but it all started with an air mattress. That's wild, man. That's so cool how, how much it's grown just from starting there. For sure. So what made you think, the, what was the first thing? Like, hey, I'm going to, was it just money was tied? Or you're just like, hey, I'm just going to try to rent it out and see how it goes the, with, with the air mattress? I mean, I traveled that way. So it was like mm-hmm. super intriguing to me. I'm like, somebody's making money this way. Like we rented out my apartment first in Austin and like yeah. I got in trouble. I got in yeah, trouble and they were like, yeah, they're like, you need to, hey, you need to shut that down. Like, I was yeah. like, all right, all right, I don't know what to talk about. Like I just shut it down real quick, mm-hmm. but I was like, man, this is pretty cool. You know? And, yeah. and so, uh, here's the wild thing. And this is what my hope is to everybody that listens to this. My job, like I was, I really wanted to get out of the restaurant business. Like I had been in it way too long, 20 plus years. Mm-hmm. I couldn't figure out a way out. And it was really driving me crazy. I was, I was angry. I wasn't happy, you know, going to work. When the moment I started Airbnb, I didn't care about my job anymore. Mm. Not in the sense of I didn't care about my job. It means that it did not anger me anymore mm. because now I saw my job as a, as an ability for me to make more money to just put into Airbnb so that I, I could eventually leave. Mm. And so when you have those two things spread apart and now you have a reason for your job, it really makes that W2 a lot more palatable and then boom eventually that just turned into me leaving it full time because of the airbnb and and here we are that's great man yeah i feel like when you start to have that mindset shift it's really you're removing all the emotional attachment that the wc position has the job or the gossip or whatever else is going at work that i feel like people just get so tied in with no it, it, it allows you a space to see it for what it is mm-hmm. to know that you're not going to be stuck there forever and then it gives you the motivation you need and more importantly, for anybody that's listening to this, if you get to a spot where let's say you have two or three or four investments, whatever they are, if you're wholesaling, mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter. Give yourself a time frame. I have a client right now. He's a sales guy. He wants to leave his job March 1st next year. Mm-hmm. You know how much his attitude has changed with his job now that he has a date set in time? And will that day happen? 99% sure. Yes. But what it's done is it's made the last eight months like extremely you know, more uh, copacetic in his mind because he has a purpose for it now. And so you have to do these things. You have to give yourself deadlines to kind of force yourself up to kind of take more action than you even Mm. think necessary. For sure. Yeah. It's like, I feel like magic happens every time I set a deadline. I'm like, this is the date. And then somehow it's always works out. I'm like, I don't know. Correct. (laughs) Correct. My favorite, my favorite Jim Rome quote Mm -hmm. is he says, you know what the top 1% that does that others don't, they ask. Mm. So they ask the universe for what they want, and then magically the universe grants. 
That's wild, man. I like that quote a lot. That's super good. Now, did I see you on your podcast? Did you say you were, when you were doing 75 hard, were you doing that during the ice storm? I was. Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> that ass, was man. <laughs> that was wild because that was uh that was one of the wildest times of, of my life. I'm not I'm not kidding mm. you. We didn't have water or electricity for almost two weeks. Yeah. Uh we couldn't find anywhere to stay. We wound up mm-hmm. staying an hour and a half out in the city at a hotel. The moment that we got to the hotel, the power went out the hotel. Yeah. And then and then we went to an Airbnb and then they didn't have a bathroom that was working, but then they got the other one working. And so I was still doing it in the snow and, and then we wound up going to Sedona and getting out of all that. But yeah, I mean, there's been a million things. I think, I think the number one thing that has taught me is, is that, is that how much as people we let external forces dictate how we operate our mood, everything. And so when you get, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Like, I know, like I'm not posting about it all the time, mm-hmm. but I'm basically doing 75 hard every day, Yeah, like every day, even though I might not be in an, an official like setting, because I found that I have so much going on. If I don't do it, I'll let a day or two slip by. And so I don't like that. So it just keeps mm. me 100% locked in. That's good. Yeah, I feel like I'm always operating at like peak performance when I'm, I'm doing it. So I like that. But yeah, that's good, man. Yeah. So I noticed you mentioned uh, masterminds uh, a few times. How important has that been for you getting around the right people and, and joining groups like that? It's so important because it allows yourself space to think farther than you even can think mm-hmm. because we have a tendency, right? And it's a joke, but it's, it's real. Cause I've seen it like my buddy, right. He's a developer. And like, it just so happens that all of his five friends drive Teslas, mm-hmm. you know, like it's not a coincidence, like somehow they all got Teslas. And so when you're around a mastermind, when you're around people, when you, when you can lift each other up, I mean, with our business business partnerships, we've mm-hmm. almost created our own mastermind where you always know the person next to you is going to be pushing just as hard as you. And then vice versa, let's say they won't, they need to take off a week, like the other person picks up the slack. And so just having the ability to be around like-minded people, it allows you those lows, allows you to not be so low because they're going to pick you up. And, and, mm-hmm. and not to mention everything that you learn. I mean, you know, business is, there's not, there are books about business, mm-hmm. but you ultimately know about business by living it. Right. And, and so that, to have access to those people is just so important. That's awesome. So how did you, um, how did you find your first mastermind or rather, how do you, if someone's looking for something like that, how would you recommend they go about finding their first one? Yeah. So I had been looking for one for many years, hadn't found one, didn't know much about it. I'll be honest with you mm-hmm. back then. It wasn't really a big of a thing as it was, as it is now. Yeah. And, uh, this guy on Instagram, I was, I was making a comment about a property in my area in San Antonio mm-hmm. and he DM me and he said, Hey, uh, you know, if you know any properties for sale in the area, I'm a buyer. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, you aren't. Cause I'll buy before you will. Yeah. And, and he was like, Oh, I see a little, you know, a little spicy, a little attitude. And so we got to chat. I never knew his name. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Hey man, there's this group I've been a part of for a year. I think you should meet me tomorrow for coffee. Let's talk about it. Before he even told me the name, I already had my credit card out. And I was like, hey, I don't care. I, yeah. I, I, <laughs> you know. And so he asked me a simple question. He said, why do you want to be in this master? Mm-hmm. And I said, my dreams are bigger than the people I'm around. Mm. And he goes, wow, that's a really good answer. And yeah. he's like, yeah, I haven't even told you what it is. And I was like, I don't care. And, and let's be honest. It was, I didn't have the money. It was like 700 and something bucks a month. And I was like, I just didn't care, you know? And every time I've made that investment in myself, it's paid off. 
Right. And so, you know, that didn't work out. I'll be honest with you. The first five months were amazing. And after that, we kind of fell off. But mm-hmm. those guys in that mastermind are still my friends to this day. Mm-hmm. And that was five years ago. And we've all done business deals together. We've all done everything. And so that's the same kind of thing I see over and over again. So if anybody's looking, ask the mastermind what their core values are. Mm. You know, do their core values line up with what you want to do? And if they do, then there's probably something there for you. But I think the biggest thing it does for you is it allows you a space to hear how other people do it in different markets. And it it opens you up to a little more knowledge. Um, When I joined, man, they helped me out. Some of those guys had 100, 300 Airbnbs, 160. Man, just a couple conversations with them. And my Airbnbs were running like a top. So, you know, Mm -hmm. you can't put a price tag on that, you know? Yeah, that's huge, man. So where do you think the best place for someone who's just getting started out, they want to get into real estate, maybe they don't have a whole lot of money or experience. Um, What what do you think the best avenue for them is? You know, I'm a big proponent of books myself. Mm -hmm. Um, I I am a religious reader, Mm -hmm. uh, listener. Um, My issue with people when it comes to books, right? And I recommend books for my clients all the time is understand that a book could be many things to many different people, right? And I'll use an example. Um, I don't know if you ever read Expert Secrets, but yeah. if you know who Russell, Russell Brunson is, Russell Brunson is a ClickFunnels guy. Mm-hmm. I'd never had a funnel a day in my life, but I've read that book five times. Mm-hmm. Well, why have you read the book? Well, it tells you exactly how to ta- tell your story to people mm-hmm. to sell yourself. So it's helped me a lot kind of break out that farm work. So I think a lot of people take too much context into books instead of trying to understand the point. The mm. mindset. There's a lot of books about art. There's a lot of books about business, life, all kinds of things have parables. And so for me, it's, it's reading. I love podcasts and I love YouTube to kind of learn something or, or learn how people think. Mm. I truly believe it's never been easier to obtain information uh, in my life. I literally have a file that has 70 pieces of free information that I've collected over the years mm. because anytime People complain about there's nothing out there. I just send them that file and I go, yeah, I'd like to see you digest all this and come back to me. And you know what? Nobody ever has. Yeah, so, that's great. Yeah, that's for nice sure. Way to do it. So awesome, man. So yeah. So what are some of the, I know you mentioned a few of them. Um, what are some of the daily activities you do to help yourself win the day and you know, make sure you're successful? So one of the best things I ever did for myself is I walk every morning mm-hmm. and I walk and I listen to a book or I read a book. And it's just that time in the morning to put armor on for myself to kind of take the way I like to operate. It's really uh, something I do for myself. Um, I like to drink water. Um, I definitely uh, like to eat right. Those are things that are just non-negotiable, especially when your day is as busy as mine. Um, But I think the biggest thing I do from time to time is I like to send messages to people Mm -hmm. and be like, encourage them. You know, maybe they're people that work for me. Or maybe it's a friend. I'll be like, man, I saw that thing on thing. Like, hey, man, it's going really great. Like, super proud of you. And man, just putting that joy out in the world really, uh, really, you know, something that I truly care about. And I know it brights up their day. And, uh, you know, that's something that's super important to me. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I think giving's huge and focusing on other people is just a game changer for sure. So awesome, man. Yeah, I know you mentioned books too. So I know you you already mentioned Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Um, What other books would you recommend uh, someone to read? Dude, one of my favorite books in the entire world is Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. Mm-hmm. Love that book. Uh, Slight Edge is like the OG Atomic Habits. Really yeah. cool book. Uh, an amazing book. I've read it many a times. Uh, there's a really great one uh, called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. 
as well mm-hmm. too uh, is a really good one. And then one of my favorites is the five levels of attachment. Okay. Those are good, man. Those are some, I haven't heard of those. I'll just pick them up. Yeah. Yeah. So super good stuff. And then Ed's book, I just read, Oh my mm-hmm. God, it was, you know, so good. I'm, I'm looking forward to reading it. You know what book I read that was really good. Uh, you, you know, a lot of it, but just to reiterate it, mm-hmm. the 12 universal laws of success, mm. the 12 universal laws of success, really, really great book. Oh yeah. And my favorite one for entrepreneurs, the gap and the game. Hmm. Awesome, man. That's a great list. I'm definitely going to have to add some of those. I think I've only read one or two of them. So that, that's awesome. Yeah. I see you. I see you all the time. When you mm-hmm. go to the bookstore, you got, you, you pick up like 12. You're, you're me. I go to Goodwill or something. I just mm-hmm. like, I, I literally have a storage unit full of books. <laughs> yeah. I think we're going to get a bigger house, get a, get a library. So like maxed out, my <laughs> office is full and then my wife's office is full. I'm like, fuck. It's good though. You know what it is? You know what I do? You know why I do that? Mm-hmm. Friends are over. You're talking yeah. about a book. Hand them a book. Right. I love that. That's, Same. you know, like their, their kids are over. Hand them a book. I think it's so great. Yeah. No, that's my favorite gift to give people is a book or a book that's helped me a lot. Or, you know, I always love whatever someone recommends a book. I always just try to grab it right away. Cause I'm like, Oh, they, you know, there's probably something good in there. Yeah. hundred percent. Awesome, man. So what's up? What's next for Austin? Man, you know, we're working on some of the biggest real estate deals we've ever done. Um, they're massively stressful, mm-hmm. but awesome. Right. You know, like you love the opportunity. And what you realize is these deals are just as difficult to do than a hundred thousand dollar flip. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, what I have learned is the team is everything. Mm. You know, we, we hired a designer and a project manager on one of our big flips we're doing. I, I could, I could not do my life if it wasn't for her. Mm. Right. And vice versa, you know, having the right partners. So we're working on a lot of big real estate deals. We've got a lot of good business that's going right now, but, but, you know, uh, we're doing a lot of traveling business consulting. Um, but yeah, we're just focused on getting these. we got a wedding venue. we got a hotel down in Tampa. Uh, we've got a big flip in the Smoky Mountains. So just doing a lot of real estate, excited um, for the opportunity of, of maybe uh, getting a little bit off of a seller's market mm-hmm. and, and seeing if we can snag some of these properties and structure some some creative finance. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome, man. That's super exciting. There's a lot of cool stuff going on. Yes, sir. Uh, awesome, man. So yeah, definitely appreciate you dropping so much knowledge and, and sharing. Um, what's the best way for people to learn more about you and, and to get connected with you? So yeah, so you go to austinlinney.com, L-I-N-E-Y, or you can hit me up on Instagram, austinlinney, shoot me a DM. Um, you know, uh, happy to uh, talk to anybody and all that stuff. And then uh, just can't thank you enough for having me on, man. I really like how you go about your business. Uh, you know, you always have positive stuff. Uh, putting out there in the universe so just wanted to thank you for for all the good vibes you put out there in the world yeah you as well man i've always got great stuff from you that you put out um and you have i love your podcast as well um what's the name of your podcast again it's called construct your life how to build a lifestyle not a bank account nice yeah i highly recommend people listen to his podcast as well a bunch of great knowledge but yeah thanks so much for coming on man that was fun i totally appreciate it thank you so much